Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now, let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 81 of the Retire with Confidence podcast. I'm Nick Hopwood. And I'm Jim Pilot. And we are with Peak Wealth Management, where we want to help you retire with confidence. So it's been a couple of weeks since we had an episode in general talking about the markets and what we're seeing. Um, we've had a couple of videos that we posted recently, which we'll cover, but we wanted to you know, come back and give a more comprehensive view of where, where we've been and what our thoughts are now. Yeah, some of the, the recent developments, I guess. The market's moving so quick, uh, yeah. we probably can't do enough updates, can we? <laughs> yeah, we'd have to do like three updates per day, maybe, to get right. fully up to speed. But uh, we hope that you're doing well. We hope that you're safe. Uh, we haven't had any notifications from any, really anyone I know in my whole yeah. spectrum of contacts mm-hmm. who uh, who has fallen victim or, or had any sickness at all. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So, Let's pray that continues, huh? Absolutely. Um, and we're here. We're open. Um, financial services is, uh, you know, what do we say? A essential re- industry. Essential industry. Yeah. yeah. We're here for you if you need if you need anything, mm-hmm. right? Money related, particularly. So let's talk about where where we've been over the past month. Actually, uh, I think the all time high was February nineteenth, and today is the twenty seventh. So about five weeks, we've been uh, on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So the market, as measured by the S and P five hundred, from February nineteenth until March twenty third, was actually down thirty five percent. It's pretty steep. It is. And it was the quickest drop to 35% ever. Yeah. It seems like the speed of information with the internet and everything, you know, with media, everything travels faster. Yeah. I I agree with that completely. I I feel like, yeah, news travels fast, you know, panic travels fast, right? When, you know, people post pictures on Facebook of whatever, a bare shelf or (laughs) terrible day in the market or whatever it is, but it just, it circulates so quick. Yeah, and the obsession with number of new virus counts or new deaths, mm-hmm. you know, it's like an obsessive compulsive yeah. issue. Yeah, I saw an interview uh, from a guy the other day, and he that was the comment he made is, you know, if, if we posted the statistics of traffic fatalities every day on the news, you'd be afraid to drive. If we right. posted the statistic, you know, whatever whatever it is, right? If we if we focus on it so intently, mm-hmm. it's going it can't help but cause some yeah some panic, right? Yeah. So uh, until March 23rd, we had that 35% drop, and then between March 24th, so the low of the 23rd, we'll say, mm-hmm. until yesterday afternoon, Thursday's close, mm-hmm. it was actually a 20% rebound, and that was the quickest rebound ever. Yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it? It, it is. It, it moved just as quick up as it had been moving down, Yeah, right? The swings we've seen are just... Yeah. So, so that... 20% rebound doesn't mean that it's over, okay? Mm-hmm. want to make that clear. We're still seeing the S&P down 20% even after that 20% rally. And so remember the math with percentages. If you lose 50%, you have to earn 100% to get back. Yeah. If you lose 35%, you have to make, what, 40-some percent to get back. So getting a 20% rebound still means... That we're down 20, even though the original yeah. number was 35. Yeah, good point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also think that 
we want to be aware of what pattern might come next. Right? People are talking about a V-shaped recovery, an L-shaped recovery, a W-shape. Well, we don't know, but we think that it's very important to be aware of bear market patterns in the in history. Yeah. And the double bottom pattern, which would be like a the shape of a W on the stock chart. Mm-hmm. If you look into prior recessions, prior bear markets, you oftentimes have a retest of the lows. So that low on March 23rd, which was down 35%, mm-hmm. we very well may go back there. Revisit, yeah. Revisit that. I, I think I think because the markets move so fast, we can't ignore history, right? Historically, double bottoms, things like that are, are very common. Uh, but just because the market moves quicker doesn't necessarily mean that the patterns change, right? So we can right. snap down quick, we can snap up quick, we can retest quick, we can do all those things quick, but it would not be uncommon at all to see that happen, to still see that double bottom. Yeah, so maybe uh, you have the similar pattern as, in, as before, mm-hmm. but instead of taking a year for it to play right. out, it takes two months for it to play out. Yeah. Right? But this is the quickest drop, and we've seen a correlation between the length of the drop mm-hmm. in terms of time. Like yeah. how long did it take to get down right. and how long did it take to recover? Yeah. Right. We can just shrink all of that two years into less than a mm-hmm. year or one year into a few months. Right. I mean, in 2018, when we had that a three month drop to mm-hmm. 19%, it was a three month recovery to get it all back. Right. And that oftentimes would have been a much longer pattern. Yeah. So um, we want to just make sure you're aware that just because we've had this 20% jump does not mean that we're into a new bull market or anything like that. Yeah. Also, in our conversation two weeks ago, we talked about the fact that we're probably going to have a recession. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's pretty much confirmed here. Mm-hmm. right? And we've had this, uh, it was yesterday, 3 million new claims on unemployment. Yeah. And, you know, that's a lot. It's never been, mm-hmm. it's never gone from, you know, almost zero to three million that yeah it's never happened really really big jump yeah of course but also not an unanticipated jump right right and it's in in, to a degree largely priced into the market as well right i mean the market rallied on that news all day yeah so it seems like the market was probably expecting a worse number yeah and maybe that worse number will come next week yeah all right think about the investor psychology you know this isn't these, we're still getting new cases every day. We're we're gonna have new unemployment. Mm-hmm. We're gonna it's gonna continue, right? So the market psychology evolves and changes over time. Right. Yep. I just got an email right before we came in here from a client who said he got his layoff papers on the twenty fifth. You know, that was just two days ago. So mm-hmm. there will be more. The number will change. But again, just because it's bad news doesn't mean it hasn't been factored in in some way as well. The market's very efficient in how it prices news nowadays. Yeah, but it usually overswings, right? Yeah, the pendulum swings, right? Pendulum swings too far one way, and then it figures out that it's wrong, and then it swings back the other way. Right. Probably both ways swinging too far. Yeah, I would agree. Um, another quick story. Uh, yesterday, after work, I felt like the family might need a little uh, sweet tooth okay. Um, yeah. fix. Okay. <laughs> so we have Grand Traverse Pie across the street. Stopped in on the way home for a pie. I was going for blueberry, mm-hmm. but the inventory was very low. Okay. So we had to settle for apple. 
which is fantastic. Okay, it's hard to go wrong. Yeah, right, classic. Yeah. But there's nobody there. The dining room's closed. Right, there are two people working, and like I said, there's not a lot on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I asked the lady, you know, how many people mm-hmm. work here? Because I only saw two people. Mm-hmm. She said thirty-five people work at the pie store. And I said, well, how many people are still working? She said, four. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe they're all part-timers. She yeah. said, 30 of the 35 are full-timers. Wow. And there's only four that are working right now. Yeah. So that really hit home. Right. Yeah, that, uh, that's a good illustration. Yeah. So uh, we've had the Federal Reserve step in with cutting interest rates to zero, with... Uh, uh, Support to the money markets, support to municipals, support to corporate bonds, commercial paper. These are unprecedented moves. Mm-hmm. Now, they did a little bit of this in 2008, 2009, but uh, you know, now they've taken it to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And basically, uh, Chairman Powell said, we're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah, and I think that's obvious, right, in the, in the moves and the steps that they're making. They, they understand that this is impacting a lot of people, you know, making people stay home or essentially shutting down the economy. It's going to have a big impact, but, but the, you know, the fed is stepping up and saying, we're going to do what it takes. And we know this is going to cause some pain, but we're, we know we're on top of it and we're working to, to make it the best we can. Yeah. So I think that was a positive. Mm -hmm. And then Congress now probably today will be voting on the, Mm -hmm. um, and I can't remember what the name of the bill is, but the uh, the two trillion dollar package, yeah. which will be helping uh, small businesses, big big business, mm-hmm. checks to people that make. I yeah. think it was something like under hundred thousand for individuals. Yeah, married couples is married uh, couples. It's twice. It's it's uh, one fifty, and then it phases out beyond up to two hundred. Okay, yeah. right. So a lot of people will be getting checks. Yeah, there's other things that they've talked about, and we'll see how it turns out. Right. Mm-hmm. This is just speculation here. Yeah, until it's but, signed. It's, yeah, yeah, until it's signed. Uh, they're talking about waiving the 2020 required minimum distribution. Mm-hmm. So for people that uh, are taking money out of their IRA, and maybe maybe they don't need the money. Maybe they have a nice reserve already. Right. They can leave that money in their IRA. Mm-hmm. Uh, also... Which is big, right? Because if their IRA took a beating... Because they were maybe more aggressive than they wanted to be, it gives that IRA time to recover. Yeah. So they did the same thing in 2008. Actually, yeah. they waived the required minimum distribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also something new that we've been reading about, where folks who are affected can pull money out of their IRA mm-hmm. without paying the penalty if they're under 59 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That if you find yourself in a crisis situation and needing access to money, that could be an option. We, uh, you know, we'd caution you about making that the first place you go, but um, we can definitely have a conversation with you when we know more about that, that uh, how that will specifically work. We also want to highlight some of the recent videos that we posted this week. We've been, you know, kind of talking and making sure that we hit certain views, certain um, things to remember during mm-hmm. times like this. Uh, one of the videos we did was the cycle cycle of emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go back to the to the blog peakwm.com slash blog and you can see each post. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can also visit the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash peakwealthmgmt. Okay, keeping everything consistent, yeah, right? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> but uh, they're short, two three minute videos, so really quick hits. Yeah, but I think they're important. I think people underestimate. 
emotional investing, right? It impacts so much, you know, with the decision making that we have is our emotions. And it, uh, I think that was really helpful to, to go through and look at that chart and understand that you're normal for feeling frightened or scared or, you know, anxious or what am I doing this for, right? You're, it, those, those thoughts and emotions are all very common. Yeah. And we also talked about on that chart how when you feel the best is really at the maximum mm -hmm. risk right. for maximum financial risk. When you feel the worst, maybe like on March 23rd, mm -hmm. that's the, the point of maximum opportunity, mm -hmm. which is counterintuitive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it goes against most people's uh, comfort level for sure, but yeah. history has uh, shown that you're correct. We also talked about intra-year drawdowns, and what a great example we've just seen this week where intra-year we see you know, a drawdown of 35%, mm -hmm. and then if the year ended today, or let's say yesterday at the close, mm -hmm. we would only have been down 20% mm -hmm. for the year. Right. And we looked at other years like um, 2009, Mm -hmm. 2009, there was a huge 30% drawdown, yeah. even after 2008, mm -hmm. which was bad. 2009 had a big drawdown from January 1st until March 9th, and then it finished the year plus 20-something. Right. So it went from about minus 30 to plus 20-something. That's a huge yeah. rebound. And that was the beginning of this bull market yeah, that, we just, market. that yeah. we just saw. What was the other year that we were looking at? 2001, I believe. 2001? Yeah. Right, so after 9-11, mm -hmm. we had a huge drawdown, and then a month later, it was actually up after 9-11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about bear market recoveries as well, and this one had the most data, right? Mm -hmm. It was a very busy chart, but bear market recoveries, thinking, what's the average time from the all-time high to the low point of the cycle? Mm -hmm. And what was it, 12 months? Yeah. And then, what's the average time from the low point to get back to the high point? And I can't remember what the number was on the chart, but uh, we saw recessionary periods and non-recessionary periods mm -hmm. where we had bear markets. And we learned that in, in recessionary periods, it, it was usually deeper, yeah. right? Like 37, 30, 37, yeah. Yeah, 37% was the average drawdown in a recession, mm -hmm. whereas a 30% drawdown was the average bear market if you didn't have a recession. Yeah. So kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one of the big takeaways from looking at that chart again was the correlation between speed of the drop and speed of the recovery. Um, and I think, and also if you look at more recent history, the drops have been quicker, the recoveries have been quicker. And I think it all ties back into what we started off talking about is the speed of information, mm -hmm. right? It just, it's, it's so uh, available now that the market and the market's so efficient that it just prices in news so quickly as opposed to, you know, in the past where it could take months to, to accomplish what now takes us seemingly weeks or hours, you know? Yeah, I mean, in 1987 <laughs> with the big drop, right, you had to pick up the phone yeah. and call your broker in New York or right. wherever and and maybe they answer, maybe they don't, right. you know? Maybe they're on the phone. For, yeah, it's... Right now, you're just pushing, you know, we're just clicking the button yeah. and moving millions of dollars in seconds yeah instantly you know yeah. and the big institutions are moving billions in mm -hmm. seconds so uh, everything moves quicker you yeah. know and then uh, one that you probably haven't seen yet because we have not blasted it out is how to survive an anaconda anaconda attack mm -hmm. which is kind of uh, kind of a cute story yeah. but it, it does apply to bear markets as well how to survive a bear market attack 
Yeah. Kind of a parallel to how to survive an anaconda attack. So rather than going through and rehashing that, we'll let you go back and watch that one. It's a quick one as well. Mm -hmm. uh, any closing thoughts here? You know, again, if, if people you know still have some anxiety, we're here. We're, we're welcome to you know take phone calls. We're happy to do that. But uh, again, I feel like the theme that we've tried to portray to people over the last several weeks is you know this is why we have the plan in, in place. This is why um, you know we we set aside money. Why we have emergency funds. Uh, why we do these things that at the time maybe don't uh, seem fun or practical. Like why would I want to leave my money on the side when the market's going up twenty percent a year, right? This is why, right? This is why we need to be cautious. This is why we need to protect uh, and make sure that we have a good plan in place. And this is also why when we do, when we have in our meetings, we talk so much about risk. Mm -hmm. We talk so much about the planning when we put your financial plan on the screen and talk about the probability of success and the sequence of returns, Yeah. right? You know, if you retired in October of 07, Right, you had a fifty-some percent drop staring you in the face mm -hmm. for your first two years of retirement, versus if you retired in nineteen ninety-one, you have you know nine years of twenty percent a year right. in front of you. It's a big difference with your retirement oh, cash flow. Yeah, huge. Okay, like my mom retired in October of seven. I, you know, I tell people all the time, especially in times like this, and it adds stress, mm -hmm. right? But we adapt. And we move through. We stick to the plan, mm -hmm. and we, we we make it work. Um, you said emergency fund. You said we talked about we talk about debt management all the time, mm -hmm. right? One of the things that we learned, you know, from two thousand eight is that debt can sink the ship. Yeah. Okay. And if you have a lot of debt and no emergency fund, you're toast. Right. Like all these companies right now that you're seeing, who are, uh, you know, in trouble. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, it's been a month, less than a month, where the economy has kind of been shut down, mm -hmm. and they can't handle it. Yeah. Okay. If they had a reasonable debt load mm -hmm. and a reasonable cash surplus, some reserves, yeah. some reserves, you can weather the storm. Like, you know, if you lose your job, you have three months, six months, mm -hmm. right? And you and you you can get it through it. Right. Yeah. Right. This is why we preach these things. Yeah, it's been a little eye-opening just to notice all these uh, corporations and companies that are struggle to keep the the lights on after a couple couple weeks of shutdown. It's very disturbing. It's disturbing. Yeah, because there's I'm zero reserves. I mean, zero. I'm disappointed in them. Yeah, quite frankly. Yeah. So I think that's it. Um, it's Nick and Jim with Peak Wealth Management. Uh, we want to see you to and through retirement. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.